I see with my own naked eye. I gotta cut the cord and fall away. That instinct I can justify. And on, please. Dumois has the whole story. Did, did you it? hear what Dumois, Dumois said? Dumois. Who is it? Oh, can you believe this blind item? Dumois was on that story a long time Sunday ago. Sunday mean celeb sightings with Dumois. I just DM'd Dumois. I cannot believe what I just read about I on Dumois. I need more. I need to hear more. Hello, and welcome to Do You, the show where you'll hear all the latest in celeb gossip and special exclusives that are not shared on my Instagram or anywhere else. I'll be your guide into the world of celeb news, sightings, and secrets. I will be giving you all of the information I have on your favorite topics every week. We're back with your March voicemails this week. I'm answering your most pressing questions and getting into some exciting updates. Let's get started. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today, we will be answering voicemails, but I have a lot of updates for you guys to start with. And for those of you who are new to the podcast, In the beginning, I like to start off each podcast with updates that pertain to any past episodes or something that's posted on Instagram. Um, This is my opportunity to correct any misinformation or give you guys more information on topics that were requested once you listen to a podcast episode or a lot of times a listener We'll listen to a podcast episode and then write in with more information they know about something. So I just wanted to clarify what the updates were because I know I'm always like, updates, but I never really took the time to articulate um, why I'm giving you guys updates. So for the first update, I'm very happy to report I finally got to the bottom of the Pedro Pascal yelling at his neighbor incident I had mentioned this in a couple of Q&As a while ago, like two years ago. Somebody sent in a DM kind of saying that Pedro Pascal was a dick and telling this story about how he was yelling at a neighbor or yelling at somebody for parking outside of his house. And I've searched high and low for this DM. I know it must be somewhere on my computer. It's just not filed, but I can't find it on Instagram. So today, you guys have not forgot about this story. So today, somebody asked, I can't stop thinking about that story of Pedro yelling at his neighbor. Can you repost that? And somebody saw it. Who knows the story? Also, I'd like to state I'm glad I'm not going crazy because when I can't find a DM and I know it exists, um, sometimes I'm like, did I think this up in my head? Um, But no, I did not think this up in my head. So this person wrote in and said, hi, I know the story about Pedro Pascal yelling at his neighbors. Um, Someone else from the block must have sent you the original DM because I don't know how anyone else could ever know this story. Writing in to clarify that the neighbor 
that Pedro got into a little scuffle with is a fucking psycho and has pushed everyone on the street to their wits end. Um, It's a tiny street in the Hollywood Hills and this alleged neighbor has made life a living hell for everyone on the street. That is a big part of why Pedro sold the house. So yes, there was a breaking point and he did yell and drop a lot of profanity. But the neighbor absolutely deserved it. So I'm thinking that the person who sent in the original DM must have lived on this block. And this must be the same situation that was messaged to me two years ago. Because how many Pedro Pascal like yelling at a neighbor or getting angry over a parking spot on his street stories are there out there? Um, so this person, you know, just to recap, is basically saying that it wasn't Pedro's fault. I mean, the fact that I'm even reporting on this is cracking me up. But I love that you guys remembered this story. Okay, so <laughs> it's not Pedro's fault. Um, this alleged neighbor on the block is difficult. So the fact that Pedro was allegedly yelling over a parking spot um, on his block that he no longer lives on, by the way. He he has moved. He has since moved. Um, but you guys can still keep loving Pedro. Okay. <laughs> the next update I have is if you've listened to the past three episodes, I've been doing a lot of reporting on Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez. I've made TikTok videos out of those sound bites and they've gained a lot of traction on my TikTok. So people keep asking more questions about this topic. Um, You know, I want to try to answer as many questions as I can, but just to be clear, I don't know any of this information firsthand. I am taking the questions that people are asking on TikTok and asking my source. And by the way, all this information is coming from the same source. Um, So I don't want to be greedy. You know, I don't want to keep messaging them and being like, can you answer this? Can you answer this? So um, somebody asked a different question and I was curious. So I asked the person they asked me to ask. Um, This person on TikTok says, do. NT posted on this Haley blind item series that Justin Bieber sent a six-figure gift to Selena's house around wedding time. Can you ask NT what the gift was? Now, if you guys don't know who NT is, he runs the website Crazy Days and Nights. It's a blind item website. He's been in business for about 20 years, um, maybe more. I used to be an avid reader of his website strictly blind items. He reveals a lot of his blind items um, where I do not. He's a lawyer by profession. So I feel like he's better equipped at handling any type of legal repercussions from any of the blind items he reveals. So if you guys are looking for like super salacious blind items, um, check out his website. He's been on my podcast and my live show a bunch of times. So we are in contact. So I was curious about the answer to this. So I emailed him and I never do this, you guys. I never ask him questions like he's busy. Um, You know, I don't want to overstep that boundary by getting information from him. 
he has his own sources. He posts his own information. So I rarely ask him questions. Um, but I was curious. So I sent him a screenshot of the question and he said, it was such a long time ago, but I seem to remember it was a car. And I remember someone else saying it was him paying off a bet to her that he hadn't for years or fulfilling a promise from years back or something. And then NT added, but please remind whoever asked that question that it was four years ago and I don't remember all the details of it because it was a two-line blind item about people who are always in the blind items. So to his best recollection, he thinks it was a car. And he also is stating, just to reiterate, in case this goes on TikTok, um, he was paying off a bet to her or a promise. It wasn't necessarily like something that he was sending as a declaration of his love. So I just want to make that clear. The next thing I'd like to touch on is the HBO highly anticipated show The Idol starring The Weeknd and Lily Rose Depp. There's been a lot of speculation about what it was like being on set of that show. Rolling Stone did a whole article. I even had people who worked on the show or were extras on the show write in about what it was like to work on that show. And it wasn't very flattering. Um, Their reports were not very flattering of director Sam Levinson. So somebody listened to my podcast, saw my posts, and they wanted to set the record straight. And I promised... Um, you know, that I would read part of what they sent me. They sent me a very, very, very long email. So let me just try to summarize what they said. This is from a reliable source connected to the show. They are referencing my most recent podcast episode where I talked about a crew member saying that during a club scene, Sam called out a direction for the weekend to touch Lily inappropriately during a scene without the weekend's prior knowledge and in the moment. So yes, I did report that Sam had given the direction for the weekend to touch her private area during a scene. This is what the person had told me that they had witnessed, allegedly, that he was given the direction to touch her private area and the weekend was kind of like taken back by this direction. This person is saying, I could see how this person might think that because not every department gets the script ahead of time or at all. But this was fully scripted. Lily knew, consented to it, and the weekend helped write it. It was not sprung on anyone. How Sam directs is he lets them dance a little, really getting lost in the moment, and he calls out the direction of the scene so the choreography of the camera and stuff like that can take place. So when he called out, okay, now Abel, start touching her, or whatever he said on that day, he was just moving the scene along organically. I can see if you didn't have the script, that might seem like he improvised it, but that's not allowed on sets at all. There's an intimacy coordinator that worked every day and actors have to sign a consent form for every sexual act done in a scene before the scene takes place. So I'm very grateful for this person for for clarifying that because it did seem a little egregious that they were just, you know, on set and he said, touch her. Her v. Um, and this person also saying they are not a Sam 
Levinson apologist. There were many scenes they thought were pointlessly sexually explicit, but that's besides the point. They just wanted to clarify that one piece of information that I was given. This person is also referencing another scene that was brought up in my podcast episode. By the way, if you guys want to go back and listen, it was the March 9th episode with Connor Wood. That is the episode that they are referencing in this email. Um, They said there was a scene where this awful actress who played this person's manager started ripping off her clothes in an improv and the actress got super upset about it. Um, This person said that was Jane Addams and yes, the scene was completely improvised without Lily's consent or knowledge. Jane pulled down Lily's underwear and Lily got extremely upset and felt violated. They're saying awful actress, not because she's a bad actor, but because she was terrible to the cast and crew. She made our days awful when she was around, screamed at many people, including the director, and all of our jaws dropped. Again, I'm still reading from this person's email. I also saw you post a comment from someone who I guess worked in the industry, not on the show, that said what they heard about the idol was wild, that they were filming an orgy scene to get more shots of Lily nude. Not sure where that came from, but that's not a thing. There was one in the original version with only real hired adult film stars portraying cult members. The actual cast wasn't in it. And in the new version of the show, we never filmed an orgy scene at all. So this person also goes on to refute some things that were said in the Rolling Stone article. Um, But I just wanted to highlight what they were clarifying from my podcast episode. And thank you to this person for taking the time to clarify the original statements that were made again on the March 9th podcast episode. Okay, God, you guys are going to be like, do why are you bringing up the next thing? Okay, I'm sorry, you guys. I'm really sorry. I just, I don't know. I just, like sometimes I report on things and I don't know if they're a hundred percent true, but like my instinct tells me they are. So that's why I go so hard for them. And then they wind up being true. And I'm like, oh my God, my instinct was correct. So I, you know, I like, I'm proud of myself for having a good instinct. And this is one of them. But again, you guys are going to be like, why are you dredging this up? And what am I dredging up? It's the Harry, Olivia, Florence, don't worry, darling saga. I'm sorry. I just got to get this out there into the universe. Um, Someone wrote in recently that they were working with somebody who had recently ran into Olivia Wilde at Harry's concert. So this was the last concert that Olivia attended of Harry's. So this person reports that Olivia was taking her kids to the Harry Styles concert. And I believe this was in Los Angeles in November, around November 17th. She was taking her kids to the concert to say goodbye to Harry. So this was right before their split was announced. So obviously it was something that wasn't sudden. It was discussed and planned out. They brought up the whole don't worry, darling drama. And this person says, so apparently Florence recommended Harry for don't worry, darling after Shia dropped out, partially because she and Harry had a friends with benefits situation going on at the time. This situation continued through the first portion of shooting, but at some point the dynamic flipped and Harry started spending more time with Olivia than Florence. Apparently Olivia was super territorial and it really bothered Florence. 
I don't know the full details of what went down on set, but I feel like it's very suspicious that Florence was pissed at Olivia and not Harry. My guess is that Harry handled the situation well and Olivia was a nightmare. Um, I do know whatever happened on set is 100% why Florence didn't do any press for the movie and would barely participate at the Venice Film Festival. So this person is alleging that the whole iciness between Olivia and Florence had to do with Harry. Also, like, love Harry Styles, but like, why isn't he getting the blame for any of this? You know, he's like a cheeky little guy with these two girls playing these two girls, you know, Um, everyone seems to forget that and they pit Olivia and Florence against each other. But like, I don't think he's innocent. Um, Anyway, that's all I wanted to say is that I had reported very early on that Florence and Harry had hooked up. People didn't believe it. Something inside me told myself it was true information, Um, mainly because of the sources that I was getting this information from. But it just seemed plausible. And then since then, the nanny has come down and confirmed and multiple sources have confirmed that they indeed did hook up in the beginning of filming. Um, Okay, let's move on to the voicemails. Hey, do It's Angie from New Orleans. Happy Mardi Gras season. I'm calling because you had mentioned maybe um, on one of your Instagram stories that Rachel McAdams lives in maybe a wellness community. Um, I can't find any information about that online, and it sounds kind of culty, but I obviously want to give our OG mean girl the benefit of the doubt. Could you go into a little more detail while obviously being respectful of her privacy? Thanks. Hi, Angie. I love you guys so much. Like, I love how hung up on this wellness community you guys are. Like, every time I post the word wellness community, I get so many messages, not about the celebs that live there, because it's not just Rachel. There are other people that I think live there. Um, But I get so many messages about this wellness community. Yeah, I don't want to say the name or where it is, but just reading off their website, this is how they describe themselves. Um, Their community is a neighborhood focused on well-being, full of fresh food and fresh air. This community is set among acres of preserved forests and meadows with miles of nature trails that connect homes and restaurants with arts and businesses. Imagine a place where you know your neighbors and they know you. A place where you can connect. (laughs) I can't even read. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like make it sound crazy, but I just started cracking myself up. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't keep the straight face. Okay, imagine a place where you know your neighbors and they know you. A place where you could connect with the world just outside. Just outside your front door. All right. Let me just go into this because I'm cracking myself up for literally no fucking reason. Okay. So, so many people are into this fucking wellness community. I'm not going to say the name, but I do have followers who know people that live there. And this is what they have to say. This person says, 
My uncle lives in that community and he is a music teacher in the school where Rachel McAdams sends her kids. She also comes to the local market where he plays on Saturdays. He said her and her sister, who also live there, are the absolute sweetest low-key people. And yes, she is gorgeous in real life. He took me past her house, but unfortunately, no sighting. My aunt said Rachel came up to her by the market to compliment her and her husband's music. And she's like all sweet. Hi, I'm Rachel. And my aunt was like, no kidding. Elon Musk's sister also lives there. Very large, beautiful home. That community is absolutely gorgeous. The main actress from Virgin River also lives there. And so does Katy Perry's drummer. Okay, first of all, I fucking love Virgin River. So you know if she's living there, like she's just trying to prolong her Virgin River life. Okay, my best friend and her husband live in the same wellness community. (laughs) It's just a bunch of rich and bored white people. A ton of stars stay there while they're filming in blank. I don't want to say where this is. And rent the houses and condos out. Someone else says, hey, babe, I know that Rachel McAdams lives there and is super chill. She hangs out with other families at her daughter's school and is generally just part of the community. Also, Elon Musk's sister lives there. Here's someone else. I used to live 10 minutes from this wellness community. Rachel McAdams also lives there. She's always out and about with her family. They're very, very sweet and normal. This person says, It's so funny to me that it's called a wellness community. Kibbutzism in Israel, I hope I said that right, are so common and basically sound like that's what it is. But of course, in North America, it's branded like some sort of culty spa. Okay, I don't think, to answer your question, I don't think there's any cult vibes going on. I think it's just like a community, which has everything sort of in like a couple miles radius of each other like the restaurants there the farmers markets there there's your house and it sounds like the community is kind of like in a wooded area which would make it separate from you know other towns so I don't what I'm gathering I've never been there it doesn't sound culty to me at all and while we're on the topic of Rachel McAdams you guys ask me about her all the time but because she lives in this wellness community I really don't get that many sightings of her unless they're there Um, here's some old Rachel McAdams tea Um, this person says I was waiting for a bathroom late in 2017 and Rachel McAdams came out of it she had a newsboy type hat on and did not want to be noticed so she's low-key Um, Someone else says, I was babysitting the other night at Soho House and the parents said they had friends coming over. Suddenly, in walks Rachel McAdams and her husband. I talked to them for a little bit. She was really nice and friendly. She was telling me about her backyard. Okay, this person says they moved during the pandemic someplace else, not this wellness community, but I think she's back in the wellness community. I'm not sure. Sounds like she like moves around a little bit too, even though that might be like her main residence. Um, someone says, um, I don't care about Rachel McAdams. No offense, but I would like to know where this place is. Sounds great. Yeah. You guys are really into the wellness community. Um, thank you. You can easily probably look it up. Just don't want to publicize it, but just to reiterate, I don't think it's a cult. I think it just sounds like a lovely place to live. Thank you for your question. Let's do the next one. 
DraftKings Casino is bringing you only the best. Classics like blackjack, roulette, and slots. Plus exclusive games you won't find anywhere else. What's your favorite casino game, Ferris? Oh, you know it's roulette. (laughs) Same. Same. Roll it like roulette, baby. Put it all on red. (laughs) What numbers are you playing, Ferris? I'm playing six and 11 and uh, 16. I'm playing four. All my right. favorite number. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Download the DraftKings Casino app now and use code Do You. New players get an instant deposit match up to $100 in casino credits when you deposit $5 or more. That's code D-E-U-X-U. Only on DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly 21 plus physically present in connecticut michigan new jersey pennsylvania west virginia only void in ontario eligibility and other restrictions apply one per new customer must opt in and make minimum $5 deposit within seven days, 168 hours of registering a new account. Max, match $100 in casino credits, which require one-time playthrough within seven days, 168 hours. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash new player offer 2024. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is Kenty Carmen from the Not So Kenty Cambridge. Um, I was phoning in to check on something because, as you know, the new Prime series, Daisy Jones and the Six, just aired. It's based on the book by Taylor Jenkins Reid. And there is talk that the girls are in girling. And by girls, I mean Riley Keough and Camila Marone and Suki Walshaw. So apparently, Camila and Suki are getting along, but not as well with Riley. I thought I know if you had some insight on that. And also, supposedly, Rob and Riley used to date. Well, rumors were that they used to date. And Rob is currently dating Suki, so maybe that's it. I don't know. But, hi. I think that goes down as the best voicemail I've ever received. Actually, second best. Someone else left an amazing voicemail around Halloween that I also loved. Um, I love all your voicemails, but Cunty Carmen from the not-so-cunty Cambridge um, is excellent. So I reached out to a source who I knew would have the exact answers to your questions. Um, So before I read what they say, I do want to say that I haven't heard a lot about the filming of Daisy Jones Anything I've heard about the filming or production of that show has been positive, like no drama. So I think that people are looking for something where there's nothing. So I think that's maybe where these rumors are coming from. I don't think that anything 
dramatic happened on the set of that show. I actually think they all got along. But don't take it from me. Take it from someone who would really know. So I asked this person, there are rumors that Suki and Camilla aren't getting along with Riley. This person says, they all get along. Suki and Cami are closer. Riley is a little more reserved and stays to herself a bit more, but no drama between the cast. Plus, Riley has all the family stuff going on right now. I actually made the statement about what I had heard before I read this person's whole message. So yeah, this person is corroborating what I had thought, which is that there's no drama between the cast. Then I asked them, did Riley and Rob ever date? They said, no, Riley is good friends with Kristen Stewart. So they all hung around each other, but her and Rob never dated. So I hope that answers your question. I don't, I don't think I can get a more straightforward answer um, than that. So I would take anything you read about what happened during filming of Daisy Jones and the Six with a grain of salt. I think it's just like, you know, people wanting to create rumors. And that's like another reason why I don't really post about the show. Like people are writing in like, why aren't you posting about the show? And it's like, I haven't heard anything. You know, like think about it. Like with the idol, I started talking about the idol really early on, way, way before the Rolling Stone article came out, you know, I haven't heard anything about Daisy Jones because I don't think there's anything there. So I would just like keep that in mind. Um, when you don't see me posting about something popular, it's because it was copacetic, like nothing to say. But thank you for your question. I loved your cunty voice message. Hey, do This is someone who is a non. I was wondering if you knew, which I'm not asking you to reveal because I know you don't do that, but if you knew any of the names on the blacklist that Keelaine Maxwell had on Jeffrey Epstein and all the different clients in the world, and I was wondering how you knew, if you know anyone else who knows, like celebrities or, you know, powerful, famous people who know, and do you think that it will be revealed? Hi, Don. Thank you for your question. I don't ever post about Jeffrey because it's just really not my thing. There are other accounts on Instagram and probably TikTok that I know devote a lot of time to researching this story. So I'm going to give you a very broad Googleable answer. Um, but there's definitely accounts that, you know, work on reporting this kind of stuff. I'm just not one of them. I have not heard any of the names that were on her blacklist. The only names that I ever heard being thrown around were the flight log names. Um, So for you guys that don't know, I don't know how accurate this was, but there was a list of celebrities who allegedly had visited Epstein's island and their names were in the flight log. Now, if you look at this list, it's literally a million A-list celebrities. So I don't know how accurate it is. I mean, I'll read you some names. I'm sure you guys have seen this before. This is nothing new. You can Google it. Um, This is the list of people who have allegedly visited Epstein's island. Some of the people, I should say. Um, Alec Baldwin, Anderson Cooper, Angelina Jolie, Barack Obama, Ben Affleck, Bernie Sanders, Beyonce, Celine Dion, Charlie Sheen, Charlize Theron, 
Cher, Chelsea Handler, Courtney Cox, Courtney Love, Demi Moore. I mean, I, David Spade, Drew Barrymore. This I, I don't know how accurate this is. Kathy Griffin, Katy Perry, John Cusack. It's like every celebrity. Gwen Stefani, George Clooney, Tom Hanks, Steven Tyler, Jay-Z, Seth Green, Rita Wilson, Robert De Niro, Robert Downey Jr., Pharrell Williams, Naomi Watts. I mean, Madonna, Eminem. I don't know. Miley Cyrus. I don't know how accurate this is. Now, this is different. This is, I think this is, this flight log list is different than what Anon was asking in her voicemail. I haven't heard any of the names that are in Galene's black book or secret list of crimes. No, I haven't heard any of those names. Um, Just the flight log names, which again, I don't know how accurate they are. That's all I have on that. I'm sorry. Thank you for your question, though. Hey, do This is Courtney. My question is about Justice Simpson. Um, any gossip on her? Whatever happened with her and her hairstylist, Ken Pavis, back in, like, 2006, I feel like they had a falling out. And I know that was forever ago, but I always wondered what the deal with that was. And just any gossip. I know there was, you know, there's a little bit here and there, but I've always been a fan of hers since you know, way back in the day. And I just um, always interested in what she's up to. So love the podcast. Love your Instagram page. Love it all. Love you, do. Hi, Courtney. Thank you for your question. I've never really talked that much about Jessica Simpson, but I've certainly received a fair amount of information about her. As far as why she's not working with Ken Pavis anymore, I had to ask someone because that's like some pretty old information. And this person said, my understanding is that he is one of the few people who indicated he thought she wasn't making the healthiest choices in her life anymore. That's what his side says. Her side has hinted that he was asking for an obscene amount of money and that it felt like highway robbery. Uh, This person adds, either way, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of love lost. So I hope that answers your question about Ken. That's sort of like both sides of the story, which I always like to give. And then you guys can decide what you think. Now, as far as Jessica Simpson info I've received. It varies. Like some people have met her and she's been great. Some people have met her and she's been a little grumpy. Let me just read a couple of submissions that I've received. Um, This person says, I met her at a meet and greet for her brand at a department store years ago, and she was definitely on something or just very drunk. She had a Yeti cup she was drinking from with a straw, so couldn't tell what it was, and she just seemed like a zombie, very out of it. Motor functions were off, just very confused. She could barely stand and was having a hard time speaking, so she just smiled and said hi. It was like she was there physically, but mentally she was on Mars. It was bizarre. Her husband is also the hottest human man I've ever seen in real life. I could not look away from him. Now, she's talked about her struggles with substances. So, you know, I kind of feel like it's not a secret to read a DM like this. She obviously was really struggling. Um, Somebody else said, oh, my God. So back in the aughts, when Jessica was working on one of her movies, she was on so many laxatives that she. (laughs) 
I'll just leave it at that. She was just on a lot of laxatives. Now, if you are a Jessica Simpson fan, you will also know that something she's also talked about. If you watch Newlyweds, that famous chicken of the sea scene um, where she's eating tuna fish out of a can, she was on like a pretty strict diet back then. She was probably eating like plain tuna fish out of a can because she was probably on some low carb, high protein diet to prepare for whatever she was doing. Somebody else says, I have a Jessica Simpson story. I was at Chateau Marmont one night and walked over to the couches where she was with a friend to say hi. She was with a few people and sitting on some guy's lap I didn't recognize. It was right after the Nick Lachey divorce. She was super friendly and not wearing a stitch of makeup and looked drop dead gorgeous. Uh, She said she liked my Chanel bag and asked if she could have it. (laughs) What? Which I thought was a little strange, but she was probably drunk. She offered to sign something for me, so I pulled out my makeup bag and she conveniently had a Sharpie available. The bag had Marilyn Monroe on it and she wrote, I like it hot, Jessica Simpson, XOXOXO. I'm not really a fan, but I still have it somewhere. That's a very cute story. This person says, I have another Jessica Simpson being mean to kids story. I guess there were a couple messages around this time that people were saying that she wasn't nice to kids. Also, that was like a funny thing on my account. If any OGs remember, there was like a whole series of celebrities who were mean to kids. Now, you know, take that ironically. Like, I don't, I'm not saying that like celebrities you know, yelled at kids, unless you're Rita Wilson. I think there was a story about her yelling at some kids, but like in a funny way, like you crazy kids, like get off my porch, like that kind of thing. Um, But anyway, so this person says back in 2022, when I was 18 and staying at the same hotel as Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson, I think they were with another 98 degree member and his wife. Anyway, we spotted them at the hotel and we approached them for a photo. Nick was lovely. Jessica didn't take any interest in us and didn't interact. Later that weekend, my nine-year-old sister spotted Jessica and Nick and asked for an autograph. She refused. My little sister was devastated. Jessica spent the rest of the weekend at the pool complaining about her cellulite. Anon, please. Okay, so I have I have to say that like, I feel like Jessica Simpson, and if anyone who watched The Newlyweds can attest to this, was miserable being married to Nick Lachey. Like, absolutely miserable. Like, if you look back on clips of their relationship and the way he treated her, it was so bad. Like, I can't believe that collectively as an audience, like, we watched him treat her like that on national television and thought it was entertainment. He was, like, really mean to her at times. So I'm sure, like, she was cranky during the time period she was married to him because of him. Now, there is a DM that I've been sitting on since literally 2020, And it's about Jessica Simpson and John Mayer. And I never posted it because the way that it was written, it really is not a good look for John Mayer. And I'm not trying to protect John Mayer. I'm trying to protect myself um, legally. So I could never post it. But let me paraphrase what it said. She also detailed their relationship in her book. I personally didn't read it. But when it came out, there was a lot of chatter about how she wrote about her relationship with John and how it wasn't that great. So this person wrote in to me two years ago and said this was circa 2011-ish that John Mayer and Jessica Simpson got into a major fight in a hotel in downtown Manhattan to the point where some major restraining 
was needed. This person thought this was public knowledge. I had never heard about this. This person also said, did she write something about it in her new book? I don't think that she did. Um, this person said also that John was very remorseful about the incident and tried apologizing, but hotel staff would not let them stay together. They were both pretty fucked up. Hotel staff was afraid the fight would keep escalating, and I guess they didn't want that kind of publicity if it got out. Um, This person also said that the hotel had to get another room for Jessica at a different property. It's no secret that they had a tumultuous relationship. Um, You know, I this is all, all my speculation. I think Jessica Simpson was probably treated terribly by a lot of her partners in her life. And that has to contribute to some of her substance issues that she's had. Um, I've only heard lovely things about her current husband. He seems like he's like really supportive of her and it seems like they have a beautiful and wonderful family together. But, you know, it just goes to show you that stuff that happens to you in your late teens, early 20s, late 20s really sticks with you. I like Jessica Simpson. I actually have a lot of respect for her as a businesswoman. I mean, you know, anyone who was around during the time when she was a singer will remember that she was constantly compared to Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears, and she just didn't have the same fan base as them. So she made her own path. She went on the MTV reality show, Newlyweds. People fell in love with her personality. And then she created a business, you know, her clothing empire and her shoe empire. So I have a lot of respect for her. Let's go on to the next question. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hi, Do. My name is Star. I consent to having my voice on the podcast. So, hey, Do. I have been watching the new show, Poker Face, and with Groundhog's Day just passed, I did a rewatch of Russian Doll, and I'm really wondering, what's the deal with Natasha Leone? I know she was kind of in a secret relationship with Fred Armisen for a long time and read something that said that they ended it. Is she with anybody? Um, yeah, what's the deal? Even, like, little details about what she's like, I'd love to know. Thanks for everything you do. Hi, Star. First of all, I love your name. What a cool name. So I've received so many messages about Natasha Leone before Poker Face, before Russian Doll, like 
you know, when I started the account in 2020, like her name just kept popping up and, you know, all the DMs about her were always funny. Like there's just something funny about her, even when she's not being the friendliest. She doesn't go out with Fred Armisen anymore. She has a mystery boyfriend. I don't know if they still date. Um, They were pictured together in September of 2021 and it was in the Daily Mail. The Daily Mail was not able to identify him so they just called him a handsome mystery man they're holding hands he's tall he's bearded he kind of has shaggy hair he's very attractive I feel like a couple of my followers had messaged me his name at the time but I'm sorry I couldn't locate it so it seems like she's definitely moved on I don't know if they're still together so as far as like what she's like yes I have a lot of DMs. Let's dive in. Um, okay, here's one of my favorite Natasha Leone submissions. Um, this person says, my dad was a member of the I Spend a Lot of Money Here Club at the Borgata in Atlantic City, New Jersey. So we got to hang out in their VIP lounge prior to going to a show. I'm sitting there talking to my grandmother when I hear a very large New York accent coming at us. My grandmother clearly knows the woman. And then right behind her is the disheveled woman in a towel smoking and drinking. I realized it was Natasha Leone. They sat down and talked to us for a bit. Very down to earth. And my husband and I did not even mention acting or American Pie. She was very chill and casual, probably because she was in a bath towel and nothing else. And I was like, like just a towel, nothing under it. And the person said, I mean, I could not see anything, but I can assume definitely no bra, just like walked out of the shower or spa and was chilling in a towel, smoking cigs and drinking. I feel like that's a very like Natasha Leone story, like also like very poker face. If you guys are watching that show, it's very good. Um, Her character is funny. So I loved that story so much. Here's another one. I met Natasha Leone at JFK when I was waiting on a connecting flight to Paris. I went up to her so nervous and she insisted on actually making small talk and then asked me if I wanted to take a pic. She then took several with me, making sure we got a good one. Then when I got on my flight, I ran into her again and she wished me a good trip. This was in 2015. This person says, when I worked there, I'm not sure where there is. This is an old DM. They said, Hugh Jackman, delightful. I sort of impulsively just like took his sweaty towel from him. This might be SoulCycle, actually, because Natasha Leone went to SoulCycle a lot. Um, Chris Martin came in opening day, totally bewildered and a sweetheart. Claire Danes, terrible at riding, but chill. Okay, so yes, this is SoulCycle. She would come in with Natasha Leone. Kind of exactly what you'd expect, but was always nice to me. Also, that was another thing. There were so many stories about Natasha Leone at SoulCycle, and they were pretty funny. Okay, here's one. I've been in SoulCycle with her several times, and she always arrives during the second song. So late and never gets the right arm weights and is offbeat the whole time. And I wrote, doesn't that throw off the whole class? And this person wrote, yeah, it's super distracting. Luckily, she's usually booked on one of the bikes in the back. She also leaves early. (laughs) Do you guys remember all the soul cycle stories um, from way back in 2020? So funny. Celebs at soul cycle. Here's another one. 
Natasha Leone is the biggest bitch ever. She comes to SoulCycle and is so insanely rude to the staff. She always comes to class late after it's already started and just automatically assumes her bike is set up for her. Through a total hissy fit and made a staffer cry. I just have no words for how rude this woman is. This this person says, first of all, I wrote, I can't picture her doing soul cycle. All I can picture her doing is chain smoking. And this person said, she wears earplugs in class. I find it so crazy. So many celebs love her. No offense, but I, I'd be cranky in soul cycle too. Like I've taken many soul cycle classes. I'm not like, would be like, there's some people that like love it so much. Like I'm like, all right, let's get this done. I'm usually scared, you know, like that I'm going to die during class. Um, so I get her aggression. Here's another one. Oh my God. Yes. I sat behind her in a spin class once and she was on her phone the whole time, barely spinning. And the instructor was getting really pissed. And I wrote, was she texting? And the person wrote, yep, incessantly. And I said, she is so savage. She is so savage. Oh, here's another one. I did Pilates in New York City next to Natasha Leone two years ago, and she was so rude. I told her I was a big Orange is the New Black fan in the elevator, and she barely looked up from her phone. Then at one point during class, she just stopped doing the workout and sat up on her machine. The instructor walked over and asked if she could help, and Natasha said, yeah, the thing you're doing... (laughs) I was trying to do her her accent. Yeah, the thing is, you're doing a calf exercise right now, and I really don't care about strengthening that part of my body, so I'm good. (laughs) Oh, my God, it's too good. Fucking Natasha Leone, I love her. It was so uncomfortable for the rest of us. And then I responded because I was getting so many of these, like, exercise dms she is savage in exercise classes it's like her thing here's another one kind of salacious you know natasha leone if you guys don't know she's also had drug addiction problems um this person says a long time ago i went to an after party there were like five people there doing drugs at the blank hotel and turns out it was natasha's hotel room it was completely destroyed and she came out of the room between sex sessions with her pants down And I said, "Mm, what? I was like, excuse me? And then the person said, I remember her being completely bare. But but I was more shocked that she still had her pants down. Maya Rudolph was there too. I had no idea who she was and was just hanging out with her in the living room laughing. I remember her being really sweet and funny. My friend later told me who she was. It was an insane night. I also love like the random celebs that like hang out with each other. You know, like the random celeb groups. This person says, Natasha Leone is a huge bitch. I used to see her at Starbucks in Soho. She ordered a bunch of shit and was screaming at the girl. Don't you know who I am? Because she fucked up her order. I saw her at JFK this year and she was petting my dog and I tried to smile at her and she wouldn't even make eye contact. Fred Armisen was so nice and cracking jokes. This person said, I am five years older than she is, but Natasha Leone was in the same camp as me. All the girls my age fussed over her because she was this adorable blonde girl with great hair. We would braid it and talk with her. She was just starting out in acting and had been on Pee Wee's Playhouse and some Israeli commercials. She was living in Israel, but then right after the summer moved to New York City. I just remember she was a cute kid, doted on and spoiled by the other girls, and I thought she was 
going to get a complex from being overly adored. Her life took such a turn as a young adult years later. Now she dates Fred Armisen. I must reiterate that it was a very religious, orthodox Jewish camp. Um, yeah. So now she dates Fred Armisen. So this DM was also really old. She dates Fred Armisen. They broke up. I think she's actually doing great. When I was at college, I worked at Urban Outfitters, the store in Union Square, and we had a lot of celebs come in, but the best was Natasha Leone. She came in around noon and locked herself in the fitting room. At 10 p.m. when we were closing, the manager knocked on the door to let her know, and when she opened the door, my manager asked if she was okay, and she said, mentally or physically? <laughs> That's my Natasha Leone accent. Um, she then proceeded to try and buy out the entire store, but her card was declined, so she tried to pay in pennies. My friend and I were at Longman and Eagle, a pretty low-key Chicago gastropub on Christmas Eve, and we were told our reserved table was just being vacated by none other than Fred Armisen and Natasha Leone. I guess they often do charity work in Chicago around the holidays. They were super sweet and wished us a nice meal as our paths crossed. So I, I like to end that on a nice note. Natasha Leone. I mean, she's a character. You could tell by the people she plays. She's a funny lady. We love her. All right. Um, this is Bree. I was just wondering if you have any information about if it's true whether the Kardashians are actually losing their clout and their influence and people are getting sick of them. Um, because I've kind of felt this way for a while, but in the last few months I've seen a lot of like articles and information saying that the Kardashians are like losing their clout and that they're struggling to like kind of find their way in the TikTok era. And I was just wondering if you have on any good authority that that's true. And also I would definitely want to key on the Met Gala. Are they, are they not invited? I love you, do. Thank you. Hi, Bree. Thank you for your question. So, I mean, I could have given you guys my opinion on this, but I want it to go to like a professional, like somebody who's been working in entertainment for a long time somebody who knows a lot about the Kardashians um to get their opinion because I felt like it would be better articulated than what I think like who cares what I think also like there's some stupid rumor going around that people think that Kris Jenner pays me which is so stupid and ridiculous that's not how this works like people like the Kardashians don't pay Instagram accounts to post about them or not post about them. They could give two shits. You know what I mean? That's not what they're doing. Okay, so this person's answer to your question is, they said, so that's an interesting question. And I think the answer really is, on some level, they are always on high alert for people saying they're slipping, losing clout, and they finally hit a wall and their 15 minutes are over. It is hands down their absolute biggest source of anxiety and ambition. It's why they branched out into bona fide product lines that can honestly stand on their own, Skims and Good American most notably, but also Kylie Cosmetics. Because deep down, they've always suspected that sooner or later, the public is just going to be tired of them and they're going to be washed up. 
Kim is especially savvy to the fact that she's going to fall off and have to wait it out until she can reemerge as a camp icon comeback of sorts. It's basically what she's watching Paris Hilton do right now. So I do think they're aware of this latest wave of naysayers whispering that they're over. Yes, probably because they're always aware that somebody somewhere thinks that and they're always actively preparing for that reality while also plotting against it. That all being said, the Met Gala thing totally stung, both because the leak came from someone associated with Vogue and the Met PR sides, which denied Chris the chance to spin it as none of the girls being available interested this year, which is precisely why Vogue leaked it to avoid Chris being able to spin it and because it has definitely kicked off the sharpest wave of they are finally over buzz in quite some time. I do know that they've been advised that if they don't want to start slipping, they may need to rethink some storylines on their show. Avoiding stuff like not revealing baby names, the Astroworld tragedy, the Tristan situation. They become popular because they used to show everything. And now they're just following plot lines and being coy about stuff and it's not working as well. So that's an ongoing discussion with regards to the next season of the show. Now, in response to this person, I've heard that Kim and Kendall are 100% confirmed to attend. I got that piece of intel on Friday, last Friday. I put it in the newsletter. So all newsletter subscribers got that information on Sunday. If you guys aren't subscribed to the newsletter, I highly recommend it because it's sort of like a short list of all the hot topics of the week that were on my account. I don't choose what goes in the newsletter from the headlines. I choose what goes in the newsletter based off of what I'm posting for that week. And recently, I've been including stuff in the newsletter that I don't put on my Instagram account. And that was one of them that Chris and Kendall have been confirmed to attend the Met. So that kind of contradicts what my source said, which was that Vogue leaked that they weren't going to be invited. Um, but I don't know. I feel also feel like Kim Kardashian has clout. You know, she's, she has, still has a lot of clout. Um, so if that was the case and she wasn't going to be invited, I feel like there are definitely strings that she can pull to be able to attend. And same with Kendall. So that's it on the Kardashians. I hope that that answered your question. And that's a wrap on voicemails. We ran out of time. There were a couple others I didn't get a chance to answer. Maybe next time I'll be able to answer them. Again, thank you guys as always for leaving voice messages. I love hearing your voice. I love hearing the cute things you guys say on the voice messages. So um, thank you. See you next time. This has been a production of Cadence 13, an Odyssey studio. New episodes of Do You will air every Thursday. See you next week.